We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, and normally I would be joined by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spino and Theo Ash. But today we are Theo-less, so I am joined now by... Now you're only joined by your number one favorite. <laughs> That's, it's you, tough. You don't, you don't mean that. You don't mean that. <laughs> you don't mean that. We, we love Theo. He's likely asleep. That That is our suspicion. We, we noticed that he had a tweet at about 5.30 this morning. <laughs> and that is the last tweet that we've seen from him. And we tried to call him. And uh, well, straight we'll to see. voice. You never know. So I'm not. Well, hopefully, hopefully he'll, maybe he'll be able to join us at some point. Um, yeah, just have to hope for the best. But before we get into the NFL previewing week seven and talking about, of course, the NBA, because the season is here. Matt, I know you're super excited about that. But before we get into talking about all that good stuff, how are you today? I'm doing okay. Um, I had a had a, a tough weekend last week. No Ohio State, no Cincinnati, both on a bye at the same time. And the Panthers did, but you know, I wish they <laughs> were. I mean, you, so. you you never really win when you're watching the Carolina Panthers. No, so uh, I'm I'm going to the Ohio State game this weekend. Um, oh against Iowa who I would suspect they're going to crush right <laughs> uh, the last time they played Iowa they did not beat them if you remember that was the uh is that 2017 or 2018 that was, was one of the dumb games they blew under I remember Urban it was what, 2015 the they blew Michigan State Michigan State was the worst one because yeah they brought everybody back from the 2014 team and then they also blew one to Purdue and they blew one. The one they blew yes, to Iowa, I remember specifically Purdue. Jerome Baker <laughs> making a horrible, like doing horrible coverage against tight ends, although he's, he's been better in the NFL. But yeah, regardless, so I'm looking forward to that. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, uh, Bladen? How am I doing? Um, how are you I'm, doing? I'm pretty good. I, 
I totally revamped my calendar so that like I basically have clocked in everything I do in a day. So, see, that's like, that's I what have, I do. I have a big calendar. I, I have I have wake up eight a.m. Wake up. Yeah, wake up is in my calendar, and then I um. It depends on if I showered the night before, then maybe I don't shower in the morning, but it's like get freshened up, eat breakfast. Are you more, are you more of a morning or night shower guy? It, it depends. Um, like if I'm coming from a night out, then I probably shower at night. Um, or like if I went to the field or had basketball, I'll shower at night, but otherwise I'll shower in the morning. Like if I did something and I'm like, I don't want to go to bed sweaty, I'll shower at night. Fair enough. Um, the showering shower, in the morning yeah. is a, is a good way to wake up. I do I do yeah, enjoy that. Way. It's, it's, yeah, it's a good, it's a good way, way to start your good, day. Good way to start your day. Then I eat breakfast, clean my room a little bit, uh, then do some or no, then I make some TikToks, then I go to class. So. Yeah, I've been trying to get back on the grind with TikTok a little bit. Three a day yeah. is, is is the goal. Um, I I, I admire. Do you do you follow Carter PCs? No. Okay. Carter PCs, he's, I think he turned 17 this year. He's been posting four TikToks a day for like three years now. Now this is, this is elite takes, man. This is Nico. Oh my <laughs> God. He, he'll, he'll make, he'll make, it'll be the draft. He'll make 32 videos. He's nuts. It's, but. it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know how they, I don't know how people like, I don't know how anyone can it. do it, but we're going to hop right in previewing week seven of the NFL season. Starting off with our game of the week before we do the stay hot locks, and we'll explain the stay hot locks. All right, there's two good games, I see. There's two good games. So you pick which one you want. I'll take the other one. How about that? (laughs) Is one of the good games Seahawks Chargers? It is. All right, that's the one I'm going with. You love the Seahawks right now. I do. I want to see. I'm I'm a big Geno fan, and it's like so stereotypical to pick the Chiefs. It's like, oh, you get to watch Mahomes and, you know, and Kelsey. And those guys are always fun to watch. And we do have Kelsey in our fantasy team. But, like, bro, give me give me Gino and DK and Lockett and Ken Walker. It's just, it's such well, it's a an fun, interesting game. It's such a fun offense. This is, yeah, it should be. I mean, the Seahawks do not have a particularly amazing defense. Um, but the Chargers have been struggling a lot on offense just because... They, they, they don't beat teams over the top. I mean, this is kind of the big problem that they've had. And they, I mean, we talked about this maybe last episode. It's like the Chargers kind of messed up. You had to, you know, we, I think had we the did JC it on the live. and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can really look dominant like they should against a defense that you should be able to dominate against. The other way around right. for the Seahawks, it's like Chargers run defense, at least as far as I've seen, is still not moving me although i could i guess be wrong about that but the seahawks are a very good running team and yeah. i'm a big ken walker fan uh he's he's going to people hated that pick when it happened but you know and then all of a sudden you see him break four tackles on a run and you're like yeah man for a second rounder i <laughs> i don't care not not too bad it reminds but, me, it reminds uh, me of uh when the browns got nick chubb and everyone, people weren't really hating it, but everyone wanted the Browns to take Saquon in the first, like with the first overall pick. And then Nick Chubb's getting like three carries, a hundred yards against the Raiders. 
And it's just like, yeah, that's the guy. He's like, well, that. the spread on this game is six and a half. I think that's a little high. I don't really chargers, tr- that is really high. I would maybe, maybe I'm, I'm crazy, but I would bet the Seahawks to cover. I, I think, I think so. I, I like the chargers in this one, but I would bet the Seahawks to cover. The other thing is like, what's going to happen with JC Jackson? Because it's rare. You see, there's plenty of times where there are bad contracts in the NFL where you see like, yeah, you know, okay, you sign a guy, he's good for a couple of years. But then it's like he's 29 years old or whatever. And then all of a sudden the fall off starts and you sign him to this big, huge contract. It's like, okay, we're in trouble here. He is getting benched against an offense (laughs) that had not been that good uh, in what his sixth game, his sixth game. And you've got him. I mean, he's making like 20 million a year. It's like four years, 82 million, something like that. It's a pretty decent amount of guaranteed money. They can't get out of this one for a while. So it's interesting to see. It's crazy because. It brings up the question whether or not I feel like this has been the case for a long time where you should not trust any Belichick defensive free agent. Don't do it. It doesn't always not work out. How no, how many times Jamie Collins? Ah, uh, yes, this, this Belichick <laughs> linebacker. Let me give you a huge contract that is going to that is going to get you, man. That is not a I good mean, idea. This is like this is at least this is the third time I can remember. Where it's like just been an, a complete disaster. Jamie Collins was one, Stefan Gilmore two, JC Jackson three. I can't think of another one off the top of my head, but I there's gotta be there's gotta be more. Like there's gotta be more examples. Kyle of that. Van Noy has only been okay. Uh, he, he's kind he's of been, bounced around. He's he, been solid. He's been, he's been solid. solid. Who? It's 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 just been going on for so long. You could name so many guys. It, I mean, yeah, I just I know there's more, and I know it's like a problem. I just can't put my finger on it. But no. But the that's, crazy I, thing is, is like okay, so we typically I understand it where you know maybe maybe this is what the Chargers should have thought. It's like Belichick, if anything, values corners on the defense. That is like right. his big thing where he's like, you should just spend and go get those guys. Typically, you've seen him do that with Revis. Yeah with Gilmore. Um, but then all of a sudden he lets JC Jackson walk. And is that maybe telling, you know, if, Be- if Belichick says, I do not want to pay this guy, should that be a sign that you should not pay that guy? Possibly. Maybe, but, but I don't know. It's, but then the other problem is like, you look at a guy like Jack Jones and it's like, okay, he doesn't like, it doesn't look like he's just getting, like, okay, well, Belichick just putting him in an easy position, not asking him to do much. He looks really good. Yeah. Well, here's here could be the thing, right? It could be a combination of, oh, maybe you didn't want to pay someone that Bill Belichick didn't want to pay. Maybe Belichick didn't want to pay him because he was like, I'm going to have guys here. Like, you're, he's like, JC, you're good. Like, you're a good player. But I got other good players. I don't need to pay you a boatload of money to stay here. But even even then, I mean... He decided to let J.C. Jackson walk and then drafted his replacement in like, what, what was Jackson? It was like a fifth rounder? Yeah. And that's an insane thing to do. <laughs> and it's it's not even just uh, um, Jack Jones. It's I'm blanking on the other dude's name. There's a... Uh, oh, shit. Me too. I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm awful. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> like some, it's, some, it's some like real like, I, I, creative player I remember player I was looking at it like preseason when we were making predictions. Jonathan Jones. Like, it, there's another one too, and I'm like, it's Jonathan Jones, 
and there's one other guy and I'm like, these guys do not move me. And then they do. <laughs> you know, he, let, let, let me ask you about this. Okay. You're the Patriots. Yeah. You are. I think they'll be all right this season. I mean, they're three and three. They play the Bears. Yeah, with um, Bailey Zappi. With Bailey Zappi. I think they'll win. Uh, they're seven and a half point favorites, which is pretty, pretty strong. What do you do? What do you mean? What's What's your next move? Oh, to like get better from here? This offseason. I know it's early to be I, talking I mean, about this. Yeah, I mean, you know that I'm not a big Mac Jones fan, but I imagine the Patriots are big enough fans that, A, when once he's healthy, which I Mac think... Mac Jones has not played good a, this season. He he's hasn't. Played bad. He hasn't, but he's going to start when he comes back. Like... There's I, a I lot of people who would say that Bailey Zappi is the answer. Neither of these guys are the answer at quarterback. Neither of these this guys are the, the answer. Neither but of these guys are serious. Mac, Mac Jones played well enough last year to deserve the starting spot. I, I, think. I, th- I think their problem is that like they have Bailey no Zappi path. didn't look particularly Zappi didn't look particularly great against Detroit and he looked good against the Browns, but that's just because the Browns decided they were just not going to cover their receivers. I mean, we talked about this uh, in the last episode, the average, um, separation of a Patriots receiver against the Browns was over four yards. That's nuts. Right. So, I mean, that's one of those situations where it's like, Oh, anyone could have done that. They, they have a lot of money next off season. I'm looking at it now. I think the, I think the problem is like, okay, the Patriots are actually pretty good across the board, except for their passing game. Their receivers, they they are just Okay. Mac Jones Myers is, is just solid. okay, and they have a bunch of okay receivers and a bunch of okay weapons, and it just doesn't move you. And I, I think I hate to be the guy saying like, "Well, you got to be able to pass the ball," and that's the only thing that matters. But it's like there's a lot of teams in the NFL that they can't pass the ball, and it doesn't really matter how good you get at everything else. Yeah, uh, if you don't have, and I'm not saying you necessarily need like an elite quarterback, and then you know the Dolphins wide receivers. But uh, what 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 is really threatening you? There's only so far you can get with just like being all right in the passing offense before you're you're limiting yeah. your ceiling. I mean, so yeah, I don't Ramond- know. Ramondre is a good running back. Like they do have pieces there. They have a solid offensive line. If they had if they had an opportunity to get a to get a quarterback in this draft class, I think you sh- I think you should pull pull the trigger. See, but I don't think that they're going to. Best, they're going to be too Let's say good. they go 500 this year. Let's say they're yeah. picking 16th. I feel like that's you're good, about that's reasonable. Like, I'm not not to give some bold prediction on how good the Patriots are going to be, but right. like somewhere around there, right? But who's going to who's going to fall to you there? It's going to be like is Will Rogers? It would be like Will Rogers or like Levis, maybe. I don't even know if Levis Levis might go top ten. The problem is that like okay, your odds of like just like your franchise quarterback, like a real game changer falling yeah. to you at sixteen is next to nothing in the draft now. That is like. That's not what teams do. That's not how they operate. Are you suggesting and the Patriots make a trade for like I don't Lamar? But here's the thing. Okay. For Lamar, Lamar is not going to get traded. That's not going. The Ravens are not doing that. Yeah. I see so many teams are like, we can get Lamar because they didn't sign into a big contract. Buddy, they're going to franchise tag him and the franchise <laughs> tag him again. They, they're, they're not just like letting him walk. I mean, at, even, what point, at what point does Lamar just decide that he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag? I mean, he could do that, but that's not going to lead to him getting traded. 
And even even if it did, all right, let's let's say that somehow Lamar or like I don't know, like Kyler or yeah. something, which I don't think either of those things have more than like a two percent chance of happening. Kyler is not let's, leaving. I probably no, Kyler is no, not zero percent chance. So even if those things happen, or let's say even even let you like Bryce Young, you like Stroud. We'll even say you like Will Levis, maybe Hendon Hooker, whoever. Yeah. Do they have a better trade package right now than any other team that needs a quarterback? Nope, they don't. No. For starters, the Panthers are going to have a higher pick and they will almost certainly take a quarterback. Yeah. The Texans need a quarterback. And not only are they one of the worst teams in the NFL, they have the Browns pick. And while yeah. the Browns may turn it on a little bit at the end of the year, I would guess that the Patriots are going to have more wins than the Browns this season. So the Texans could have two first-round draft picks higher than them. The yeah. Seahawks probably are going to have two first-round draft picks higher than the Patriots. So, you, you've, and then you've got teams like the Falcons, who are three and three right now, and I, I do think that'll keep up to some extent. But they're also going to want a quarterback. Or there's, I mean, there's a million other teams that could want a quarterback, and it's just with the Patriots, you just invested in, in the QB, and you've just invested in wide receiver too, and you're not that good there. And I feel like it's really tough for them to make a move. Yeah, the the future of the Patriots is really weird. This and this is the first time because with Brady, when they had Brady, it was always just like, okay, we'll just we'll just reload, right? And and I think they're still trying to do that. They're still just trying to, oh, we'll just reload at corner, we'll just reload the offensive line, reload running backs. But all of that is just I think I think they just missed on their skill positions. They missed on wide receiver and quarterback. This Maybe, they yeah. did they did invest in those positions and the receivers are okay but with how much they've given up to get the guy the weapons they've gotten it's that, not worth it. they I did mean, didn't they, yeah they spent the most money in free agency and, and who was it on money. it's like yeah. Aguilar and Jacoby it's Myers like it's like the guys are like Aguilar is okay Devontae Parker is okay they have Hunter Henry and Hunter Henry, who are getting Johnny paid Smith. a combined thirty one million dollars next offseason and it's like dude I just damn. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what they do, um, and if you if you if there was a way that they could get one of those guys, and maybe maybe there is enough quarterbacks where you take a shot on somebody. I like the arm talent of, off the top of my head, not even thinking that hard about it. Four quarterbacks. Yeah, and maybe there just aren't that many. Like, yeah, you know, is Hendon Hooker going to fall to sixteen? That's very possible. Maybe you like him. I haven't watched a ton of Hendon Hooker, so I don't want to say right, strongly, yeah, but I do I'm know not. that he. I mean, it's just with like a guy like Mac Jones, he just does not have serious NFL arm talent. It's just, it just is what it comes down to. Yeah. And he does a lot of other stuff well, but it's like, it, it's, you see, you see the difference, but you know, with Will Levis, I see the upside with Hendon Hooker. I see the upside. And I wonder if they're like, I would rather just have a quarterback with the upside and say, we can make mediocre weapons. And they're not even bad. I mean, like really like you can, you can make what they have work, but I, I wonder if quarterback is on their radar. And I, and I think what has turned out to be, I was a little low on the quarterback draft class earlier, I think is what has turned out to be a pretty solid one. Something else, I don't mean to get way off topic of our, of our yeah. thing. What do you think about Hendon Hooker's age? What do you, how old he's is 24 he? years old. He'll be 20, he's turning 25 before the draft. Ooh. 
Yikes. Um, listen, yeah, I'm not a big fan of old first round picks. As a Browns fan, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen. Well, my- well, you're thinking about Brandon <laughs> Whedon. Hendon Hooker will be better than Brandon Whedon. I uh, guarantee. He will, he will be. He will be younger than Brandon Whedon too. Oh. Substantially, it's not saying much though. But I don't know. I mean, I assume it's it's a product of he got an extra year due to COVID. Is that I genuinely it? have no clue. I hate the B. I <laughs> here's <laughs> I got to take about it. Okay, yeah, I was I don't think it matters at all. I think it stinks. It like it does matter in the sense that like there's a big difference between drafting a quarterback who's 21 and 25, but, right? But how I, I do think it matters a little bit. How good would he have to be for it to not matter? Burrow? Let me okay. Like Burrow's Let me ask old, you this. Right? Let me ask you this. Okay. How old is Let's say let's say there is a quarterback who is 21 years old in this draft class. You're drafting it. You're the Patriots or whoever sitting there, and you you think Hendon Hooker is better, but he's older. Would you ever take the quarterback that you think is worse because the oh, other quarterback no. is younger? Then no. it doesn't matter. Then wherever you then I can completely knock out the ages of all the quarterbacks. And the order that I think they are good as prospects is the order that I would take them in. I would never take a worse quarterback prospect because they were younger. That cannot I, be like that's a tiebreaker at best. That's I think it's a tiebreaker. If you have two guys that you're like, okay, I I kind of like both of these guys, but I can't really decide. Then I'm going to take the one that's younger. Either you think he is a franchise quarterback. And or you, you don't. don't care about the age or you don't think he is. And then you don't care about the age. <laughs> if I think he's the third best quarterback, I'm not taking another guy who I'm like, yeah. this guy is worse because but he's younger. You know. also have to it, keep it, in mind with with quarterbacks. It's not like you're if you're going into the draft and you really think Hendon Hooker has it. Like how many how many franchise quarterbacks are there in the NFL? There's 10. There's like not even necessarily one every year. So this idea yeah. that's like, well, we just want a quarterback. So we'll take the younger one. I think you either have to like break down and be like, yeah, Hendon Hooker has it or he doesn't. I don't know. I, I like to an extent, I do think the age matters a little bit. If you're like, this guy would be gr- like, this guy is good, but he could be great if he had, if I could give him like time to, to learn things. But I'm like, he might be a little bit too old to like build on some good habits. Right. Because once you get to a certain point, like the habits that you have are kind of the habits that you have. And even though you probably could build some like better good habits, I don't know. It, it might be hard. It might be harder for him to overcome bad habits. That's that's my only thing with with like Burrow. Burrow was great. Right. Like consensus first overall pick. So him being a little bit old didn't really matter because you're like he has it. You're not too worried about like fixing bad habits with Burrow. But with a guy like Hendon Hooker, where you're like, oh, he could be QB3, QB4, QB5. I, that's that's where he's like, if it comes down to like, all of these guys are going to have something you have to fix. You're, you're going to take the younger one. It's not necessarily which guy you think is a better prospect. Because I, I once you get to like, oh, this guy has bad pocket presence, but this guy... Um, is a little bit late on timing. You're you're like okay, well, which one can we fix faster? It's going to be the guy who's younger and has fewer fewer instances of making that mistake. I think that's how they would look at it. I get. I think that's fair. I think that's a good point. 
I don't know, man. I think it would just be tough for you to say. It, it, it's it's tough for him because, like, let's say that Hendon Hooker was in last year's draft class. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're talking about a very different thing. In yeah. this year's draft class, it's like, well, does he have tools? Yes. But so do – there's at least three other guys where they also do, and that's Levis, Stroud, and Young. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I do agree that I think it'd be pretty hard to spend, like, a first overall pick on – on a quarterback, who's on a twenty-five-year-old quarterback, I think he, I think he goes like if he if he goes through the process and he looks good, I think he's probably like a late first. I think somebody will go late first with him, but I, I do think that teams are going to have a hard time being like, yeah. It's, it's and it's not even about like how long can he play for you because that's how it is for a lot of other positions where it's like how long can a twenty-five-year-old tackle really be good for? And, you know, it can fall off pretty quickly, and it especially gets difficult when it's like. Okay, so that means at the end, if I draft a 25-year-old tackle at the end of the first round, I am going to like be giving him a second contract when he's 30. That's risky. But with Hooker, yeah. he, the quarterback's play long. You don't care. Anyway. Anyway, let's get back on track. We took a huge detour from we game talking. of the week, talking about the Seahawks, to somehow we got to the Patriots. And then we got to <laughs> Hendon and there's Hooker. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think we both we both kind of agree that Seattle Chargers is the game of the week. Um, but the Chief, Chiefs Niners should be a good one also. That would be that mind. would be my game of the week. I'm interested to see, you know, okay, so this 49ers defense is among the best we've seen in a long time. And this Chiefs offense maybe does not have the gas that it once did. So we want to see, okay, what are they going to be able to do? That's the big question, for me at least. Yeah. Um, and it's going to suck if, because I'm seeing Armstead and Boza are both questionable, which would yeah. really ruin this. Um, and we saw last week how the 49ers struggled with the Falcons. So yeah. I'm interested to see. I, I guess my question is, okay, like, actually, here, here's what it is. Last week, uh, Chiefs offense does not play super, super well. They did have a couple of like turnovers at the wrong time where we could be talking about a Chiefs team that scored 30 points and then you wouldn't really right. be able to say this. But on that last play of the game, right? You know, Von Miller got pressure. They didn't rush all that many people and that, that gives the Chiefs some trouble, right? Yeah. So now, now we're, you know, they're not exactly getting a break if Bose is playing because he's a tier one edge rusher. Every bit as much, yeah. if not more, than Von Miller. So how are they going to be able to handle another team that is probably going to be able to rush for, is not going to need to blitz them, and probably is going to sit in a lot of cover, too, if they can? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like, oh, you don't want to blitz Mahomes. You don't want to blitz Mahomes. You get a guy like Bosa and Vaughn, you don't have to. You can just get pressure. So that's the thing. A healthy 49ers defense, yeah, that makes this a really interesting game. Uh, a banged-up 49ers defense, though, um, I, I kind of think the Chiefs could easily run away with this if, if, if there's an instance where, if Bosa's on like limited snaps, or is just out, I think that that alone could completely turn the tide. Armstead would make a big hit; would be a pretty big hit to lose too. Um, I don't know. Let, letting Mariota tear you up a week ago, not. Not ideal. I do like what the Falcons do on offense. You know, they they do they do work hard, but yeah, letting a very limited team <laughs> with Marcus Mariota. I mean, he how, how many times did they let him put it in the air? Do you want to like fourteen times? Yeah, 
No, like they didn't throw passes. it a lot. It's not, but he wasn't it like fourteen <laughs> passes, three touchdowns. It was two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Yeah, 130 yards on two touchdowns on 14 passes. You'll take <laughs> it. Was like, that's pretty good. Pretty good. It, it's it is pretty good. Um so yeah, I guess I guess that's my question for them. I, w- I want to see how the Chiefs offense can bounce back here a little bit. Um I think they will. The Bills defense, I I still believe one of the one of the best in football. Uh Poyer. <laughs> driving to the game with like busted ribs because he wasn't cleared to fly is just that's crazy i don't that, I, I don't understand that it's he's why? he's an insane person no no, no i'm he, saying i don't understand why you aren't cleared to fly. i i oh no i i don't get i don't know okay. i don't know why I, I don't know it could why be a I pressure thing i'm not a doctor it's like <laughs> you're not yeah it's like i don't know i assume i assume it's like maybe a pressure thing Cause like when you're up in the air, it's like different pressure, and then you come back down. It's just pressure change. You may maybe have just solved it. I may. We're, maybe I'm assuming I, that's what it is. I'm like such. I don't know. I'm like I'm different with it. That mindset. You are. But <laughs> no, I. Jordan Poyer is an insane person for that. Like he actually is. an insane person. Like I think most people aren't doing that. Most NFL players aren't doing that. But. Those will be two good games. I also think, like, we talk about the Seattle defense not being very good. Um, Tariq Woolen has been really fantastic the past couple of weeks. They, this is and, what I say, they do not have a good defense, but they have some good defensive players. They've got yeah, that, some some pieces. It's yeah. not, there's some defenses around the league where it's like, you you know, they're, they've just got a bunch of mid the Seahawks have a bunch of bad and then very good young players, which is what yeah. you would rather be if you were them. Yes. Um, so I don't, I don't mean to hate too much on, on what Seattle's doing. They're going through a rebuild. They have to retool. It's going to take a minute. but And it's a good rebuild. They, they killed last draft. <laughs> to an insane yeah. extent, they, they killed they it. So um, props to them. I, yeah, they're, they're, they're headed in the right direction. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K and no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. 
Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash stay hot. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash stay hot. Oh my gosh. Look who decided to uh, crawl out of bed and join us on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Theo Ash, how are you, man? Bad, bad. <laughs> I'm going to throw... Sometimes there are days where I'm like, why have I based my career and living around online? Because nothing can go right for me. My phone's been plugged in all night. Didn't charge, you know, didn't charge. So alarm didn't go off for whatever reason. And I'm trying, I've got my CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young video in the chamber, locked, loaded and ready to go. (laughs) Trying to upload it off of iMovie. It, It just is like, no. No, that cannot be done. I, I have a terabyte hard drive. So I'm like, well, I'll just upload it there. There can there cannot possibly it cannot possibly be out of space. There's like nothing on that thing. It's like, no, still no. It will not upload there either. So I just I just don't know what to do about that. I'll have to figure it out. And then I was up yeah. until like six AM making that and I go to bed. I, I send my alarm. Do you, do you say you use iMovie to record your all twenty two videos or to edit them? I'm an iMovie wizard, dude. There's nothing I cannot do in iMovie. Brother, I'm convinced I can. Brother, please use DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> I don't know how I to use begging. that. It's free. It's like literally. <laughs> I got everything I need. Well, I don't do anything crazy editing. I literally just. It's not that you need anything screen crazy. Record it's just. And then put it, is it in the. Best. Does it take up space on your laptop, like gigabytes? I mean, it may. See, that's my problem. Is I this this laptop no is running? It's <laughs> no running gigabytes. on fumes, and I just want to. I delete everything on it. Every time there's an all twenty two video, like everything on my on my computer is at high risk of getting deleted because <laughs> there is no fat on this thing. There is nothing that is not needed. And it still- sounds like your your main problem is you need to buy a new computer. Or maybe You're you should right. get an external hard drive thing. <laughs> he does. Like, great idea. He has one. <laughs> he literally has one. Sorry. People, people talk r- about road rage. Right <laughs> the actual, like, far worse than road rage is when computer don't work. And there's computer no reason don't work. Why. No computer reason. Computer tech rage is far, far more powerful of a force. I, I, I got hit with, with the old rage, one. Really, I got hit with the old one too because the phone's not working either. So <sighs> I missed our conversation about game of the week. I heard it was crazy. You, you, m- really, we so we started with determined game of, the week. game of the week. Seahawks, Chargers, and Chiefs, Niners. Um, but then we ended up getting into a conversation about the Patriots and their future. And then from there, we got into a conversation about Hendon Hooker being 25 by draft day. That really is crazy. <laughs> you know, is, he's going to end his rookie contract. He's going to be 30. His prime's going to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's wild. <laughs> or, yeah. or his prime will just be getting started. It happens. It happens. But what are we talking about now? It's time for the Stay Hot Locks. Theo, you got back just in time for the Stay Hot Locks. For those that don't know what the Stay Hot Locks are, we each get to pick as many games as we want to as, as teams that we guarantee, we guarantee teams are going to win. If any of the teams lose, though, we get zero points for that week. For every team that wins, we get a point. But if any of our teams lose, zero points for the week. If 
a team ties, very rare, but if it does happen, then you only lose points for, you only get zero points for that game. So it's like you never locked it in the first place. I think I explained that relatively well. So without further ado, I think Matt, you still have the first pick. Yes, I can't get Theo. a hit to save my life, but that changes this week. <laughs> that changes this week. This is week. a hard so what, week. What, what's because the score? What's the score? It's right one now? to two is to it seven. Matt, it's one to it's two one to seven still. To two to seven. And this yeah, is a hard week. We all lost. We all lost like right away. Luckily, the first pick is quite easy. There's all. <laughs> I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. The PJ right. Walker led Carolina Panthers will not be defeating <laughs> Tom Brady. And the Buccaneers, as bad as the Buccaneers have looked the last few weeks, the Panthers offense is just so pitiful. It does not matter. They won't even actually throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. And I think the Buccaneers defense is a lot stronger than the Rams. Uh, and while you could look at that Rams game and, and, and sort of see a way that the Panthers find a way to win it, and it was a one score game in the fourth quarter, they still ended up getting crushed by the end of it. And I think this game will be no different, even if the defense holds on for dear life as long as they can. Yeah. This is a tough week because there's only three good teams in the league and two of them are on a bye this week. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no, there's no Eagles. There's no bills. I'm going to take the green Bay Packers over the Washington commanders. I think they rebound. Look, the reason the Packers lost the last two weeks is because they were playing the Giants and Jets, two teams that I've pushed agendas against. And (laughs) the world hates me and wants to see me fail. So, of course, the Packers are going to lose to those two teams. Washington, no one is going to be mad at. No one is going to victory lap if Washington wins against the Packers. It's not going to be embarrassing, as embarrassing for me if that happens. So the Packers will pull this one through, all right, because... It'll make me, it won't make me look bad. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that Wentz is terrible. Well, he's not even playing, is he? It's Heineke. Yeah, it's Heineke. Wentz is, it's either Heineke or Howell. Can I ask you guys about that? Would you rather start Heineke or Howell? Sure. Who cares? That makes no difference. (laughs) I, I just think that, like, if you're a bad team, right, you already have no hope. Why are you starting the guy that you already know about? And you're like, what are you trying to salvage here? Ron Rivera well, is ha- trying not to get fired. <laughs> yes, I would guess fair. that if Sam Howell has not solidly looked better than Heineke, then. And I think we also have to remember that Sam Howell is a fifth round pick. Okay. This is not a second I round guess. pick or a first round pick. This is someone well, who was you'll drafted see what you have in third. Maybe you have I some agree. juice there. I agree where it's, yeah, it's, um, yes, you would like to see the rookie, but Matt is right that this is a, this is a, if you lose the next five games, you lose your job. It doesn't matter what the rookie looks like. All right. You need to somehow pull something out of your ass. So you go with the quarterback you feel most confident in. And Heineke is not the worst backup in the world, but He's not yeah. good enough to beat the great Green Bay <laughs> Packers. So I'll lock them because Theo there's never not that locks. many teams. Theo never locks his own team. So you know he's feeling good about this one. I'm feeling good. My first lock is going to be the Dallas Cowboys 
over the Detroit Lions. Dak is supposed to come back this week. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't think anything else needs to be said. This defense is out of this world right now. Um, except for you know the game against the Eagles, they. Yeah, but that's the Eagles. You know, one of the one of the true great teams in, in the league right now. So you I can't think really their defense played bad against against the Eagles. It, did, at it all. didn't play necessarily bad, but you just you weren't going to hold them to like less than twenty. You know, but you can hold the Lions to less than twenty. I, I, you absolutely can do that, and you can score on the Lions' defense. I mean, they were they were winning games with Cooper Rush at quarterback um, against better defenses than the Lions. So they they can they can certainly win. They can certainly have a great offensive day with uh, Dak Prescott against this <clears throat> Detroit Lions defense. Like, got a frog in my throat. God damn. The other team that I will lock because it is back around on my pick. This this feels risky for me. This feels risky, but I'm going to lock the Miami Dolphins against the Steelers. You I get Tua back. You got you got a little bit of chemistry uh, with like two two in Waddle and two in Tyreek. Those guys are at least comfortable playing together at this point. We've seen them go off against Baltimore and and and, and the Bills. I, I think they can. I think they can put the Steelers kind of away, especially after we, what we saw the Bills do to them last week. Um, and the Dolphins have a good defense. It's like they they can they can get work in. If they don't, we're gonna have to have a conversation about the Dolphins. Because <laughs> the Steelers are bad, yeah. The Steelers, the Steelers four, are no four good. Games. I mean, they have one. They have one passing touchdown now to a receiver. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a bad pick. I'm going to take New England over Chicago. Yeah, um, that, that would be my next one. <laughs> I do think New England has figured a little something out over the past couple of weeks. Like I've said in the past couple of episodes, I think they're going to go on a little bit of a tear in the middle of the season. Um, there's more play action now. There's easier looks now. Uh, the play calling has gotten into a little bit of a groove. Will they beat a playoff team? I don't know. But can they beat the Bears? Yeah. I do think so. They've got the defense to shut down Justin Fields and hold them to under you know, 20 points. That's for sure. And, um, I do trust this offense a little bit with the way they've looked the last two weeks and the way the wide receivers have played and, and the offensive line and all that to give Zappi an opportunity. Yeah. Well, I, I think that having the first pick in this is maybe not an advantage. <laughs> when you need to make a comeback, when you need to pick a lot of things and all, you know, your second one is like the sixth game. Well, maybe but, if you're still down next week, which I guess, like, if you're still down, uh, no, you, you can pick, you can pick your location. Maybe, 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 maybe that would be it, but I don't want to change the rules in the middle of the thing. I'm just saying this has been tough. I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Browns. I can't just pick one team. I can't do that. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Browns. Um, I think the Ravens have looked a little weak the last few weeks, but I think the Browns defense is very pitiful, and I think the Ravens are going to tear it up. I don't think they're well equipped to deal with Lamar Jackson. Um, and while, you know, I don't think I'd be picking this game if I didn't need a second one because I do think there's some, you know, chance that the Ravens keep struggling. Uh, of all the games left, like Saints-Cardinals, I'm not moved by this, or Colts-Titans, I'm not picking that. So I'll, I'll go with the Ravens. I'll trust Lamar Jackson. Would you like to pick a third, Matt? No, I'm all good. <laughs> Yeah, I, the 
Ravens even last year beat the Browns twice. Do I have that correct? Um, I thought I feel like the Browns have always struggled with Lamar's Ravens, like especially so. But I I think the Browns did the Browns play them without Lamar last year. Yes, in fact, the the game that Lamar went down. The game Lamar went down, I believe, was a Browns game that the Browns won. I think now that I think about it, but yeah, I don't think that's a bad pick. I don't think that's a bad pick. I, don't, I think all of these teams will win. They are all favorites and I don't think they will be upset. Yes. Yeah. But Fair. we shall see. We shall see. It's a tough year to do these because there's no good NFL teams that you can reliably. <laughs> all, pick. all teams are a, bad. It's like the chiefs, the chiefs, the, the, the bills and the Eagles, and then just a complete and total mess behind them. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So no, no more locks for either of you. Nope. I might be risky again. Just for Do the it. hell of I it. I want you to. All right. I'm going to lock the Raiders over the Texans. Josh Jacobs is on a tear. The Texans have an awful slew of linebackers, terrible run defense. I'm expecting Josh Jacobs to continue. He's my top fantasy performer expectation this week. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with my guns and expect him to kind of carry the load um, and get them a win against Houston. Fair enough. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's just their seven-point favorites, so, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not Texans not good at football, I fear. So those are the stay hot locks then. I will once again be locking three, man. They will each be taking two. That being said, let's talk about some basketball. Starting off with our NBA tip of the day, brought to you by our good friends over at AG1. The best way to start your day. Look, it's no secret I care about my health. How else could I keep up this killer physique? Well, let me tell you about a product that I use every single day. I started taking AG1 you know, just to help stay looking good, be be dominating my basketball class, you know, simple things like that. But, you know, between, you know, spending time with my friends, doing schoolwork and watching sports, it's important to keep my body healthy and at peak health. With just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day the right way. This delicious blend of ingredients supports gut health, boosts your immune system, nervous system, energy, recovery, focus, and even aging. For me, just got to throw a scoop in a glass of water before I start my day. I just feel like it gives me that energy boost I need to keep going. The boost to mental clarity and alertness is really why over 7,000 people have given Athletic Greens a five-star review. And if you're like me on a college student's budget, you get all college students' budget, you get all of this for less than $3 a day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash stay hot. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash stay hot to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
I think we start off with the NBA tip of the day, and that is a player to watch out for tomorrow. So we're recording this for you all on Wednesday, but by the time you're hearing this, it'll be Thursday. So I guess it would be today for those. But uh, the Matt, problem is that pretty much every NBA player plays tonight pretty much. They've got yeah. a full slate here. It, 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 it's tough, but some people play Friday too. That's true. But That's Matt, true. who's our who's our NBA player to watch out for? I think, for the, the, I think the, the big guy to watch is Kawhi Leonard. I hate to be a little basic about it, but oh my God, when's the last? This is this is, I mean, arguably a top five player in the NBA uh, when he's healthy, and he hasn't played in ages. And all of a yeah. sudden, we're going to see this uh, new look Clippers team, and you know they're, they're essentially who they were a few seasons ago when when both him and Paul George were healthy. But I thought Norman Powell was a big addition, and now all of a sudden you've got John Wall, so. I think seeing exactly where Kawhi Leonard is a player because he keeps getting hurt and he keeps coming back and it's like, okay, he's still really great. Is that going to keep being the case? And if so, right. for how long? So that's who, that's who I'm watching for. I think that's one of the more exciting players. Theo, you're a big Clippers supporter right now. You, you're probably going to pick them. As They're my finals. The finals. They're my yeah. finals team. Yeah. Yeah, they're ridiculous. I mean, last year they were in the plans and probably were going to make the playoffs if, if Paul George doesn't get COVID um, at the end of the year. I mean, this is a team that found, uh, like Tyron Lou coached his ass off. He beat the <laughs> carried by LeBron allegations for sure and took a bunch of role players and turned them into a, a pretty formidable unit. All right. Uh, he had you know, Luke Kennard playing decent basketball. He had Isaiah Hardenstein putting up like the craziest advanced numbers I think I've ever seen <laughs> with a player. He's obviously gone now on the Knicks, but still like this was a this was a, a formidable unit without two all-stars and and Paul George too missed uh, basically all of last season. And those two players just have such a I think like a, a winning style if that makes sense like the defense they play is is out of this world good. And, and they're these three level scores. There's just nothing Mickey mouse about their games. All right. They are, they are proven like high level players. And, and this Clippers team was in the Western conference finals, even without Kawhi, like when they beat the yeah. jazz in that series a couple years ago. And we haven't seen Kawhi since like, this is, this is not a Lakers two star situation where there's no supporting cast around them. And they're not going to do anything once, once these guys come back, no, this is the potential to be an absolute, like a complete juggernaut in the West. And I think there's going to be a lot of load management because of how Kawhi has, has missed time in the last couple of years. So I don't know if they're going to be a regular season powerhouse, but man, man, they're going to be putting out lineups. Like when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both on the floor, that might be the best lineups in the league. I think so. I'm really excited to see if, if what I think the Clippers can be, this season, yeah, I'm excited to see if that if that actually yeah, comes. Even true even if they're if they're load managing, we're still going to see it for their. Oh, we're going to see it. Yeah, we're, we're going to see it. We're going to see it on Thursday for sure, regardless. But uh, you know, we did get to watch opening night, and Matt, oh, I just remember you tweeting, "Am I going to have to stay up till one a.m. to watch this Lakers team all season?" <laughs> the New answer is season. sadly yes. <laughs> new role players pretty much the same problems they do not have enough you know serious guys i'm sorry and the pressure to to make that 
heel Turner trade is, is just going to be, you know, through the roof here sooner rather than later. I mean, it already is. Uh, you know, ultimately, they, they they put up a three point shot. You assume it is not going to go in. And while I think some of the lineups that they're putting out make it work a little bit better, and it's like I, you know, you could still see none and. and Beverly, I don't want to overreact to one shooting night, but like, yeah, yeah I think this is going to be their problem. Um, I thought that Anthony Davis looked pretty good overall, so I was happy about that. I thought LeBron did his thing, so I was happy about that. Uh, but they just don't have the perimeter shooting. They just don't yeah. got it, and they've got to go find a way to get it. I think it's I mean, at, starters, least, at least from the They had two guys go 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. <laughs> you just can't have that. Shooting 25% from three as a team is just tragic. Well, yeah, they were they were 14 of 56 on shots that didn't come from the rim. <laughs> 14 <laughs> of 56, great. okay? And they were 5 of 14. Wait, no. They were 25 of 35 at the rim. That's pretty good. You know, you take that. But they were in yeah. the 0th percentile, 0th percentile in points per possession in this game. All right, it's pretty difficult to have a worse offensive performance than this Lakers team did. All right. They, they didn't get to the line at all in this game. Um, they couldn't shoot. They turned the ball over a ton. Uh, that was also in the zero. Their turnover percentage was also in the zeroth percentile, which means it doesn't get worse. Free throw rate in the zeroth percentile means it doesn't get worse. They just didn't, they couldn't do anything on offense. It was not like, Yes, you can look at LeBron's stat line and even Russ's and AD's stat line. Like the three of them didn't play bad, but like the role players just suck major. They got to get more guys. Sadly, they got to get more guys. And LeBron said it after the game. It's he said they were giving us open shit. Like they were perhaps daring us to shoot, but we don't have a bunch of lasers on this team. Is what he said. He said we don't have a bunch of guys that shoot forty percent. Six. (laughs) Yeah, they had six players score less than five points or five or right. less points. Right. It's I just mean, not a well-constructed roster. And Polinka just got extended as so many people last night. Matt, what is the path out. to this, to this Lakers team, like doing anything offensively? Because like, is there, is, is there They'll a shoot better the, than this for the record? Okay. They will shoot better than this. This is not going to be this bad the entire season. However, their path is getting Doing the Buddy Hield Miles Turner trade. Otherwise, yeah. they they will have games better than this, but they will ultimately have the same problem that they had tonight. So, if if you want to be more positive, though, I thought the Lakers were a lot more active on defense. They like to an insane extent compared to where they were last season. Um, and I feel like they weren't. They were doing more on offense. You look at last year's Lakers team. Oh, my God, dude. It's, like, it's LeBron out there, iso ball with four gargoyles. It's like nobody is moving at all. <laughs> that wasn't true for the offense today. It's just that they didn't hit their shots. But they got open looks, and this was not happening all the time. So there, it's not all negative for the Lakers. Um, but if for It's mostly you know, negative, though. It's mostly not. They and, still okay, have the, two, the major unovercomable problem, I'm afraid. So, yeah. I mean, to be completely fair, they did also play the defending champions. Yeah, I mean, they played a very good they played a very good Warriors team. Um I thought, you know, 
I, I, I'm waiting to see a little bit more Wiseman and Kaminga and, and Moody and, and all of them minutes together. Uh, I thought they've, they just look like the Warriors, man. This, this is the same team running it back. So I don't have as yeah. much to say about them. Yeah, Wiggins uh, played. Stuff in, you already know. Wiggins played incredible. Steph Curry played incredible. Um, Pool, it wasn't like Pool's like most amazing game, but like we know what he is. We know what Draymond Draymond is. Like Clay played fine. It was, yeah. The Warriors are really good, everybody. And Wiseman Shocker. was not a complete liability out there. I don't know if he had like a a great game or anything like that, but he was out there and not. It's game I one. Guess horrible. It's game yeah. one. I, it's who cares? It's they're a really good team. You know, where if Warriors fans expected to come on here with to hear like deep insights about the Warriors, I don't have any. They're just they could win the finals. <laughs> what we learned. Well, you know, there's there's deep insights about teams that are good, but I'm afraid the Warriors have just been doing the same stuff. I mean, I know coming like I'll have deep insights about the Warriors when they when it's like we get you know a decent sample size of Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody. Those are the three things you're watching okay. for. Um, yes, their defense looks every bit as good as it has been. Um, although they did obviously let the Lakers get some open shots, and that that was to it. But yeah, I'm excited about them. I I, I really was more interested in the Celtics 76ers game to be completely especially, honest. <clears throat> especially oh, yeah. that James Harden masterclass. I'll say I'll say this if we want to move into that game. Uh, I thought that the number one most important thing, if you're the 76ers talking about starting to talk about the losing team again, but was not winning the game. It was James Harden looking good. You can take yeah. a regular season loss. You can't take like Harden looking slow out there. And for, I thought mostly he was very good. Uh, his defense yeah. was very pitiful in some circumstances. <laughs> like this is, this is classic. This is why people say this about Harden. However, um, they said they let Harden do his thing. I mean, he touched the ball an insane amount. And for the most part, uh, defenses were not defenses. The Celtics were giving him a lot of space on the perimeter. They were really scared, to, you know, and not because they don't respect him as a shooter, obviously, but because they're so scared of him attacking inside. And yeah. if that is how defenses are going to play him for the rest of the season, the 76ers <laughs> are in very good shape. Now, you, you know, you do really want to see him get to the rim. And he had a couple couple questionable times where he'd get some space off the pick and roll and he didn't put it up. But eventually he got, a little bit later in the game, he had a couple nice floaters that went in for him. But that was my, that was my big takeaway from the game. Yeah, I mean, he nailed some crazy threes, some and one threes, drew a bunch of fouls. I don't know how many behind-the-back passes he had. And, and he was good. Him and Embiid were good when they first got... To when that first trade, then that trade first happened, like yes. the first ten or so games afterwards, like yeah. it really looked like like James Harden and Embiid were the the princes who were promised. Like it, it really looked good, and um, so it's not like it was a complete disaster the entire way for for them last season or for Harden last season. And you saw the ceiling, and I think Embiid did not play a great. I was shocked looking at his box score at the end of the game because Embiid put up like crazy numbers that looked great with that. But like he didn't attack the paint at all in this game. I didn't know dude. And that is, that is the 76 big problem is that they do not. And they were saying this on the broadcast. They do not attack inside enough for a team that should easily be able to do it all of the time. And their prop and they had this problem, not a ton, but you could tell it was happening 
or they get into a possession, maybe Harden and, and, and Bede have been out there for seven, eight minutes, and they are trying to get a foul call. And I absolutely <laughs> promise you, I guarantee it, if they do that in the playoffs, they will not get enough whistles to go out and win against really great teams. That is not enough. And this whole crap of like, I wanted a foul on that you know, post, post up and I didn't get it, so I'm just going to crumple to the floor is pitiful. <laughs> it is pitiful. You cannot do that. They should, they should tee up guys for doing that. It's so annoying. <laughs> I mean, there was a point. There was a point in this game where Horford got two over early fouls. And Noah Vonley. Who, oh my be, God, dude. I mean, the, I the, the, the difference between Von and, and, and Robert Williams is night and day. They had to give him zero attention on offense or defense. And it's like, take over, I, you know? I didn't know he was still in the league. They're like, Noah Vonley coming in for <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, everyone. I... <laughs> Yeah. Call me a casual. I did not know that Noah Vonley was still in the league. He he comes in, it's like, oh boy. And Bede's about to eat. And he he really didn't. So again, one game. We know that Embiid is a very good basketball player. We know that he is a dominant big man. We know that he's the second, if not the first, best center in the league. Like, yes, the hardened the hardened thing is more important to the Sixers than one loss on the on the on the record. But for them to be missing Robert Williams, the Celtics to be missing Robert Williams, for Noah Vonley to get real minutes, and for them not to dominate in the post, definitely raised an eyebrow just a it's little weak. bit. It's it's totally weak. I mean, you had Blake Griffin out there too. It's like if those if that's what we're doing, you know, with with the big situation, like you got to go. That's got to be an Embiid win ten out of ten times. Yeah, uh, yes. I also thought Tyrese Maxey looked really good. Um, he hit some really nice shots. I'm. I'm I've been pushing Tyrese Maxey narrative since as long as I can remember, and I'll, I'll continue to do it. If you want to talk about the Celtics a little bit, though, um, dude, the Jays Tatum, uh, that was really fun to watch. Like, I think yeah. the biggest problem with peace. I think the biggest problem with Tatum in last year's playoffs was his finishing at the rim and how he was I think struggling a little bit to take it to the basket. And PJ Tucker and Joel Embiid are are not weak players. And there would be times where he was just out muscling him and, and finishing. Um, the, there was play. There was a play early in the game that really caught my attention where where he did that to, to PJ Tucker. And uh, yeah, I mean, he was amazing defensively. He had the big block. He was. He looked strong, like even stronger as he has. I think year in and year out, like he always gets a little bit stronger every year. And uh, that was my first takeaway. Is like, man, that was. That was crazy, Tatum. That was crazy. And Jalen Brown poured in 35 as well. So, yeah, you got to be pretty happy if you're a Celtics fan. Yeah, and I thought I thought the defense just looked so strong even without Williams. And it's like, it, it, it's not that they didn't obviously miss Williams because, I mean, Noah, Noah I, mean, I really thought on the offensive end, it's just like Embiid was just completely like leaving him alone in the paint. He didn't care. And he had this one block where he came back and, you know, he, he had given him a ton of space and it just didn't, it didn't matter because it wasn't Robert Williams. And despite that, despite having Embiid feel like he could give a lot of space to the guy in the dunker spot, they were still able to get it done on offense defensively. They, they still did a great job. I mean, Tatum is just so, so he is such a strong defender. I think he has a very good shot to make an all NBA defensive team this year. Um, he's that level of guy. So I was super impressed by the Celtics. And then um, Malcolm Brogdon had yes. looked like the guy that you traded for. He is, yes. he is you know, I saw Six some people saying, of the oh, year. He's, he's a perfect fit. And it's like, you know, 
Malcolm Brogdon's the type of guy where it's like he's not gonna not fit on any team, and he's he's a he's a uh, you know a big addition for a point guard for a team that need a little bit more playmaking. So very good. Yeah, I think it's so funny that Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, and then you watch the Celtics, and you're like, there are better defenders than Marcus Smart on this team, and there are bigger I guys. I said this last year. <laughs> yeah, there are it's, bigger yeah. guys. There's longer guys. It, there's like there might not be more active guys because Marcus Smart is like like his motor runs hot. That is for sure. Yeah. But like, man, I would rather put Tatum on, on the top guy from the other team than Marcus Smart. And there's a couple players on the Celtics that that might be true for. They've got like four defensive player of the year candidates. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about either. The, I think that these teams are two that could certainly be there towards the end uh, of the Eastern conference. So like with with Harden looking like that, Embiid is going to play better, even though he had like a great stat line. Like it is such a deceiving stat line, I think, in this 15 game. Fifteen boards, twenty six points. Yeah, it's like fifty percent. Like yes, okay. I, I don't know how he ended with a game that he where he played great when he just did not like enforce his will at any point, and it was always a little bit frustrating in this one. It's but because of his gravity, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's James Harden's gravity, actually. Oh, um, one other thing. The Montrez Harrell signing looked com- is looking completely, completely unserious. I think that, I think that was, that is not, he played, not a serious play. Yeah, didn't he play like the least amount of minutes? He, that, I'm looking at the box right I now. S- he had 11. Dude, he's just like, I, I get it. Like he, a few years ago, he's an energy guy off the bench, but ultimately, he is just not a strong defender. Putting him out there at the five is just, you're just asking for trouble. Hey, I mean, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Him and Harden were the only, were the only guys to have a positive plus minus. In 11 minutes, yeah. It's <laughs> 11 minutes. Slightly noisy, I'm afraid. <laughs> yes, but yeah, yes. Outside of that, that's all I had for those games. Yeah, that's all I have as well. Um yeah, to Celtics, I, I thought maybe like the new coach would be a detriment, especially in a game without Robert Williams. You're playing Joel Embiid and like immediately putting Von Lee in and, and like Horford had the two fouls and like already you're putting Von Lee out. I was like, I don't know if I would do that. I think Embiid will torch you and it didn't happen. So good for good for the young man. Who is coaching the Celtics that, that he was able to to prevent that from happening? The Embiid masterclass in the paint. So yeah, all good things, all good things, all good things. All good but things. all good. Basketball. Tonight the real teams. The, tonight the yeah, real teams play. I was about to say, Theo, you're about to watch the Suns play the Mavericks. That's a really good like first game. The revenge game. Um, the Suns are winning this one. Sadly, uh, the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks are on fraud watch. Sorry, Luca. I think Luca is one of the best basketball players, if not the best basketball players in the entire world. But I look at that roster. Sadly, I'm not moved. Okay. I do not think that they have the second star or the firepower to be really serious in the West. And I think the Suns, like, they know how to play bat. Like Chris Paul has not forgotten how to play basketball. I think coming in fresh, like I always think Chris at the end of the season, like he's so old and it's such a grind that like he's not in his 
peak condition by the playoffs. And that's why he's always getting hurt recently and really even more than recently, I guess. But I think opening day, Chris Paul, uh, I think we're going to see some beautiful basketball by the Suns. And I think the, uh, and like Maxi Kleber, like he's good. And, and Dinwiddie is, you know, maybe he can step up and be Brunson too. Like it's, it's not a horrible roster, but I, I, I do think the Suns still look better on paper. I do still think the Suns look better on paper. Uh, and it did get taken to seven. The Suns did, you know, it's not like they got swept yeah. by the Mavericks. They were evenly matched last year. And I think like the Mavericks arguably got worse and the Suns stayed the same. I don't know. That's, All, that's where I'm I at. counter I think- with, there was a time when LeBron James had to carry the 2018 Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA finals. Luca, it's time for Luca. It's time for Luca to be the chosen one. He might be, but he ain't LeBron in 2018. He doesn't have that kind of athleticism. LeBron in 2018 is the best basketball player I've ever seen. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I still think the Mavericks can can make the playoffs, but like in terms of like the top six seeds in the in the West. I do think the Suns have a better shot than the Mavericks do. And that's an overall thing. I think that hopefully we see a more, uh, an angry Aiton, someone who has learned from his mistakes and is benching the last time we saw him in a Suns uniform and is a little bit more aggressive in the paint, which he hasn't been for long stretches in his career, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can do it for the opening game here. And there'll be opportunity. I mean, Christian Wood can't defend. You know, like if there's ever that matchup, uh, go eight and go, I suppose. I don't know. I, yeah. I've, I'm feeling all right about the Suns tonight. I think everyone is fading them. Everyone thinks they're going to fall off. I mean, they're favorites. Is, they are favorites, but they're favorites. not public. They're not public perception. They're not Twitter favorites, I fear. And that's what Twitter I care favorite. about more. Fair enough. Matt, I would ask I you how you... If you're going to watch the Hornets play the Spurs, but I'll watch them for a little bit. The game starts at like 11. Does it? Or something like it, horrifying, unless I'm totally no, no, wrong. No, no, That Hornets game is eight. Okay. I was about to say, I don't know why I had the times missed up. I thought I was on the wrong time zones. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to watch it. They're just going to be bad. I, I don't want to talk too much about these games because they're going to be over by the time this podcast comes out is the only thing. I guess that's fair. So I, I, my prediction of the Hornets will probably be bad this season. I feel pretty strongly about it. Ranted about them for three minutes on TikTok. They make me so mad. But um, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not then on Friday, for them, you guys though. get to play Hornets. the Pelicans. They will lose that game. Good Lord. <laughs> Mason Plumley, Zion Williamson. Yeah, man, that's going to be ugly quickly Valid. i think it, it's okay yes i don't know is that the pelicans first game on friday or is, is that, that their maybe um, no they play today yeah okay they play the nets today that'll be a great game that'll be a great game i guess to have a larger conversation about the pelicans and what zion is he seems to have slimmed down a decent amount and um in that's shape good zion. in shape zion a little bit and i do wonder like exactly what what role he's going to play like just how ball dominant he's going to be how much he's going to have the basketball in a world like are they going to add him in and he's going to get his impact mostly in transition or putbacks cleanups like obviously he's someone who can get a ton of points doing that or is he going to be someone that they really 
run stuff for at the expense of Brandon Ingram with the ball in his hands or CJ McCollum with the ball in his hands. Like, I just wonder what his usage rate is going to be, Matt. I don't know if you have any predictions on what, I don't know. I think it'll, maybe it'll look a little Zion's role is going to be in this, in this offense. What it it has been before he's dominant doing what he has done before. I would be, I would suspect he's going to be on a minutes restriction. In fact, I bet you, you could look it up and it would say that that's the case, but I don't think they're going to like shy away from giving him the ball. Cause at that point, I mean, it's like, What's the point of having the player? You know, I understand you want to keep him healthy, but at some point, you, it's like, okay, well, we're not going to let him in the post, though. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do a little bit. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe they, they more heavily lean on Ingram and McCullough until they feel safe about Zion and he's off that restriction. They best rely on. Brandon Ingram, Mr. 90% of KD himself, who will cement himself (laughs) as the best player, not only on the Pelicans, but in the Western Conference this year. That's my bold Pelicans prediction is Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Ingram wins most improved player again. And uh, has anyone ever done that twice? One most improved player twice? No, you you have to improve too much. (laughs) Hypothetically, (laughs) hypothetically, it could happen. I wonder who has the best case of all time. To win most it's improved player back two to back years. Most improved. Hmm. Not even back to back. I have to, have to just, do some research in it. Oh, just I think that would be a fun career. a fun question is who who could who's taken the biggest jump, I guess, in his career. I wonder if Jokic could ever have done that. Because Jokic started as a late second round pick and now he's a two time MVP. Is there a point where he improved not only from fifty seven overall in two K to good starter? <laughs> from good starter to MVP or, and then maybe like even his two MVPs, not that he's most improved going from MVP I mean, that's to kind MVP. Of, I think there's some possibility that it happened at some point, but I'd have to go back and look at it. Yes. That's my yeah. question for any basketball nerds out there who have access to all the stats and time. Find me this, who <laughs> all the time who deserves, and analytics in the world, who deserves most improved player twice. So yeah. Anyway, right. anywho, Unless you guys have anything else, I think that pretty much wraps things up for us. Go Cavs, go Kings, go Hawks. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> make sure you watch Theo's All-22 so all this pain that he's had to go through is worth it. And then, Whenever that's uh, make up. Sure, yeah, whenever that's up. I don't know when it will be, but whenever it is, make sure you have notifications on for, you, for the YouTube so that you can see when it goes up. But... As always, thank you all so much for tuning in. And from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.